In the holy name of Jesus, amen. So, have you had enough bread yet? Are you sick and tired of hearing about bread? This is our third week now in John chapter 6, and we've got two more weeks to go before we finish the chapter. Began two weeks ago, as you may remember, with the feeding of the 5,000. Then last week we heard Jesus say that he was the bread from God come down from heaven. And this week Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Now, bread usually isn't much to get that excited about. It's pretty plain and ordinary. Bread isn't usually our main course. But the bread Jesus gives is no ordinary bread. He gives us himself, the bread of life from heaven, bread like no other bread. So do come back next week and the week after that. The Lord still has more bread to give, and so we come to receive it. The Lord knows that we do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Through the words of Jesus, we are taught by God himself. Through these words, Jesus draws us to himself and to the Father. These words are the bread of life. And he gives us this same bread week after week. He gives us these same gospel words every week. It's the same, but it's not the same. You see, today's bread looks a lot like yesterday's bread, and tomorrow's bread will look about the same as well. It's all Jesus. No matter what you're hungry for, The answer is always Jesus. But not Jesus in general, but the specific Jesus that you need each day. Are you dead in your sins and trespasses? Jesus is your life. Are you in bondage, enslaved by some painful addiction? Jesus is your freedom. Are you sick in body, mind, or spirit? Jesus is your health and your healing. Are you tired and weary? Jesus is your rest. Are you filled with grief and sorrow? Jesus is your comfort and your joy. Are you hungry? Has the food of this life left you unsatisfied and wanting more? Jesus is your bread of life. All of these problems are symptoms of the same underlying root cause, that is sin. And so the Jesus you need is the Jesus on the cross. For it is on the cross that he destroyed sin, and all its painful effects, grief, loneliness, death itself, are all conquered there through Jesus' death on the cross. He takes your sin upon himself and dies in your place. He gives his flesh for the life of the world, 
so that you might not die but live. So when you go through these painful things and see the effects of sin in your life, the answer is always Jesus. And he gives himself to you through his word and through the sacrament. You receive here the life that Jesus gives in exchange for your own death. This bread of life is like no other bread. It satisfies your needs each and every day. It strengthens you, preserves you, and makes you healthy for eternal life. It's the same bread, but it has a complex of flavors and textures that are each unique and different, so that it's always new, it's always fresh, it's always exactly what you need. Taste and see that the Lord is good. The young lions suffer hunger and want, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Those who are already full have no need for this bread of life. If you say, I can make it on my own, I can take care of myself, I can provide for myself, then the bread of life is not for you. Sure, you may show up here from time to time when it's convenient, but you are not coming to be fed. The church is not a dinner theater. The church is a soup kitchen. It is not here to amuse the board or entertain you, but it is here to feed the hungry and the starving and the poor. It is here for those who are utterly dependent on the Lord for their each and every need. This is not a place for those who are already full, who have filled themselves elsewhere, gorging themselves on the buffets of this world, those who are happy and satisfied with their sinful life. The bread of life is for the hungry, for the weak and the starving. The bread of life is for those like Elijah, who are exhausted to the point of death. Elijah was alone and on the run. Jezebel had promised him death. Yet it was not the threats of the queen that brought Elijah to despair, but his own sinfulness. I am no better than my ancestors, cried Elijah. And he was right. Elijah was a poor, miserable sinner like you and me. But the Lord did not leave him to die there in the wilderness. The angel of the Lord came and gave him bread to eat, and that bread sustained him, strengthened him for his 40-day journey to the mountain of the Lord. The Israelites had found themselves starving in the wilderness as well. They were sinners too and deserved to die there. They were constantly rebelling and complaining against the Lord. But the Lord had compassion on them. He sent them bread from heaven for 40 years. The Lord provides his bread for free. No cost, no work involved. The Israelites did not have to plant their own grain, wait for it to grow, harvest and thresh it, mill it into flour, 
mix it up for dough, and bake it for bread. No, the Lord did the whole job, start to finish, and gave it to his people for free. He did it all for the Israelites. He did it all for Elijah. And he does the whole job for you as well. Start to finish, the Lord does the whole job and gives it to you for free. It began with your new birth and holy baptism, where the Lord claimed you as his own. Then the Lord continues to feed you and nourish you through his word and through his body and blood as he strengthens this new life that he has given you. We are all destined to die in the desert, just like the Israelites before us. But to the dying, the Lord gives the food of immortality, the sustenance that will see our body and soul through this death and into the life that is everlasting. He will raise us up on the last day. Death will not have the last word, because your body has been united with Christ. You have been joined to him in holy baptism, and he puts into your mouth his resurrected body, this very bread of life. Because you eat this bread, you will live forever, just as the Lord has promised. Taste and see that the Lord is good. The Israelites came to despise this gift of manna. They wanted more variety in their diet. So they grumbled and they complained. And even though the Lord sent them free bread from heaven, they were not content with this gift. Eventually, the whole generation died there in the desert. We too often grumble and complain against the Lord and his gifts. He gives us precisely what we need, but we would rather have something else. We're not content with the same bread week after week, and so we hunger and thirst after the fad diets, the foods that are innovative and trendy, the fancy and the flashy, rather than this bread of life. These other foods, however, bring with them death, rather than life. Just like Adam and Eve ate the forbidden fruit and brought death upon themselves, so when we go after the food of this world, instead of the bread of life, we bring death to ourselves. However, the Lord has provided a second tree, a tree of life, his own cross, and he gives us the fruit of that tree today to eat so that we might have his life. This bread of life may seem ordinary. The Jews objected when Jesus said, I am the bread come down from heaven. How could this ordinary man, this son of Joseph and Mary, have come down from heaven? John tells us in chapter 1, the word was made flesh and has dwelt among us. Jesus is the very word of God, sent from the Father and made flesh for you. Through the word, he still comes down and makes his dwelling among us. It may look quite ordinary, a few small splashes of water, 
a tiny piece of thin, dry bread, a small sip of wine. But here is the very bread of life given for you. How can eating and drinking do such great things? Is not the eating and drinking indeed that does them, but the words here written, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Which words besides the bodily eating and drinking are the chief thing in the sacrament? And he that believes these words has what they say and express, namely, the forgiveness of sins. Through these words, Jesus comes to you today and gives you this bread of life. He comes to feed you, his starving people. Week after week, the Lord gathers his starving people together, and he has given authority to certain men to feed his people. The Lord's parting words to Peter were, Feed my lambs, tend my sheep, feed my sheep. The Lord has provided pastors for you so that you might be fed, that you might have this bread of life, and that you might live forever. For 40 years, the Lord sent bread from heaven for the Israelites. But one day, that manna stopped falling from heaven. It was the day that Israel set foot in the promised land. The journey was over, and so the way bread was no longer needed. The Lord will provide you with the bread that you need as long as you are a pilgrim on this earth. And he will finally bring you across the Jordan River safely into his promised land. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.